Hello and welcome to the Legacy Church Sermons Podcast. At Legacy Church, we help people find their identity in Jesus and their place in His mission to impact the world through the gospel. We ask that you grab your Bibles, listen up, and we hope that you hear a great word from the Lord today. It's truly always an honor to preach God's word. It's truly always an honor to to be in the presence of family, right? Uh, as we are part of family, sometimes there's growth that tends to, to happen. As we are on this series called Real Mature, um, it, I can't help but remember some of the old shows that I used to watch when I was a young kid um, where somebody would say, Real Mature, like something like that, you know? Um, or maybe Immature, you're so immature, or something like that. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a group I used to listen to called Immature. I don't know if anybody knows about that. Hey, amen. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's, it's truly an honor to be here to give God's word. And um, if we could, I know Kevin is cooped up at home watching this morning, but can we just give a hand to Kevin in support and prayer? We love him. We're praying for him. We're praying for the family. I know that nobody wants to deal with the COVID or anything like that, but we'll just pray for a quick recovery for the family. Amen? amen. All right. I didn't believe that amen that much. Amen? Yeah. All right. So I, I have the privilege today to have, have a continue the conversation, I guess. Continue the conversation on what we've been on this series here in 1 John. And here's the thing. I was actually supposed to preach next week, so we kind of switched it around because of everything that's going on. Uh, so what I'm going to do is stick to what it is that I was preaching on, which is 1 John chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there right now with me. And in 1 John, uh, there's a lot of things going on, and Pastor Kevin has been uh, teaching a wonderful uh, couple messages. And if you missed it, please go back and, and watch and catch up because it is something that really helps us and is growing us at this very moment because in concept, the, the first John letter here that we read is honestly what I would like to say the pure gospel, meaning that we can't dance around like with an in-between type of language. Uh, Apostle John is utilizing language that is really straightforward, and at times, especially in our current climate, our current culture, sometimes it's hard to preach on because we don't want any enemies or people to disagree, but he is so straightforward that I cannot escape the straightforwardness that he teaches out of. So this morning, I just want to give a little bit of a disclaimer that I have to teach in the same mindset that John did, okay? So if I teach in the same mindset of John, uh, I just don't want any, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> I don't want no trouble. I'm only doing what God has assigned, right? But it's interesting because as we know, Kevin has actually walked us through this, this letter and we understand that there are people that used to be within the church here and there in Ephesus at that time and as they were a part of the church, they actually left the church and then st some people started uh, saying some weird things, started practicing some weird things and, and that just did not match the teachings that Christ Jesus gave John or the other uh, disciples who we then call the, who we call the apostles, right? 
So he starts to clarify to the church, hey, if you're walking in such a way, that is darkness. If, if you walk with Christ, that's walking in light. And, you know, he cannot abide in darkness. So we understand where we have been going. But even in this conversation, as we find ourselves in chapter 4, we, we still are dealing with something where he is warning the church. And in warning the church, he is warning about false teachers and false prophets, and false witnesses. And I have this apple here today to talk about a very traumatic situation that happened in my life. A very traumatic situation that happened at the age of five, when I was five years old. It was very traumatic. As a matter of fact, this apple represents the first true false prophet that I probably really dealt with. That false prophet happened to be my sister, Patricia. <laughs> As a matter of fact, a long time ago, I was watching TV, and I, I remember being around either four or five years old. Um, so I was watching, I don't know what I was watching, actually, I can't even remember, but something prompted me to take an apple and to eat the, the apple but I didn't just stop at the regular areas in which you eat the apple. For whatever reason, because sometimes when you're young, you do things and you think back on it and you're like, why did I do that? It just didn't make any sense because it just doesn't make any sense, right? And so I decided to eat the whole apple. Not the normative way to eat an apple, right? But I decided to eat this apple. My sister looked at me and she said, did you just eat the whole apple? And I said, yeah, cool, huh? And she was like, uh, no, that's not cool. You want to know why? I said, why? And she said, well, because you ate the full apple, you understand that there is actually going to be an apple tree that grows within your stomach? And the first thought that I had was that, that way of saying no as a kid. I said, nuh-uh. <laughs> and she said, yes, yes. And the thing is, my sister was so convincing with her arguments at that time that I just fell for it, right? But I, the reason why this story just kind of, you know, grabs my attention and has stayed in my memory bank is because later on that day, I remember getting a stomach ache. And I got that stomachache, and I was like, man, this, this thing is about to grow. <laughs> you have to understand, I had the mindset back in those days, I was watching cartoons like Ghostbusters, right? And in Ghostbusters, things would grow really fast, so I thought that's what it was going to do with me. So I was scared. But the thing, the mistake that I, decided, that, that I actually made is I never checked what she said to me. I never checked with my parents to see is what Patricia's saying true? I never checked with my other siblings to say, is this true? Patricia's telling me there's a tree going to grow in me, and we don't even know what we're going to do with your body as it outgrows your whole body. And, you know, I have to say that that was a very traumatic event for me. And it was my first encounter with a false witness that deterred me to, to, to stay away from false teachers. And uh, I know my sister's going to watch this. I, I love her. We still have a great relationship, but that was a traumatic situation. <laughs> but
But here's the thing. The thing of the, the matter is this. Isn't that kind of what happens today? Because what happened to me that night is I began to be, be very scared, right? Uh, I was scared. I didn't know what to think. I was a bit confused. Why would a tree grow inside of me? And here's the thing. The fear that I was in, the thing that I was dwelling on, was not true. So in a sense, at that moment, it created like this false sense of fear because I was dwelling on something that had no basis on truth. But even today, that tends to happen too, where we fall into some traps because let's just face it, we're standing in a a culture and a climate right now where there's a lot of things being stated where we could either say, is this true or is this true? I don't know if this is true. Uh, there's just a lot of statements being stated. Can we, can we witness to that, right? We can also, also attest to the fact that, hey, you know, I can go on social media and then find out some things that are going on in other countries right now and then say, is that true? Maybe that's true. We have the rhetoric that's going on about what we should believe or what we shouldn't believe about the vaccines that we take, and sometimes it's creating confusion and doubt. Uh, We live in a climate right now where people are so involved in the political conversation, depending on what side you're on, it doesn't matter, but there's just a lot of confusion. And the only thing is, sometimes we bring in Christ in these conversations, which can be somewhat more confusing for some of us. But in 1 John, I just want us to read in in verse 1, and we're going to read to chapter 6, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Amen? All right. And... Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and you and, and have overcome them. For he who is greater in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world. And the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God doesn't listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Wow. So like I said, what we, what's said after this I don't want no trouble. But I believe that John is trying to make some statements to a church, to some churches out there that need clarity and direction as to what's going on in in the climate at that particular point. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of influential groups called Gnostics. There's many different other groups, but sometimes in Gnosticism, they, they would actually believe that, you know, in more spiritual overtones and and they would talk in spiritual type of language as a matter of fact they would almost say that you know if Jesus is here he probably wasn't flesh he was probably a spirit disguised in flesh or something like that something that kind of deters you from truth right 
And I will have to say, even today, there are some statements, there are some things that are made uh, that we have to be careful in what we receive or put in our hearts or put in our souls, put in our mindsets, because some of those things are not true. Which would actually lead me to my first thought. And the first thought is, don't believe everything you hear. I mean, I know this is something very simple. We hear this. We understand what I just stated. But at the end of the day, there's some convincing people out there just like my sister was convincing about the apple. There are some pretty convincing in, uh, influencers out there in whatever capacity, whether it's in media, whether it's in family, whether it's, whether it's in the workspace. But at the same time, we have to really, really be careful what we allow to be a center focus in our lives. We have to be careful in what teaching we allow into our hearts, right? Because in this particular time, they were talking through prophecies. They, they had false prophets and, and things like uh, that, na that nature where people would just declare that they heard from God specifically and they would say, this is from God, and then all of a sudden, they were not accurate. And unfortunately, I wish I could say that that stuff has stopped, but it has continued, right? And honestly, if I can just give a little bit of an example, and I, I, like I said, I don't want no trouble, but this is probably one of the, the best examples that I have. Uh, when we were going through the election season, I, I turned on YouTube every now and again just to see what people are saying, and then as people would say a lot of things through their sermons, through what they would even classify themselves and maybe as a prophet, they would begin to prophesy. They would prophesy, if you don't vote a certain way, then you're outside of the realm of God. And as a matter of fact, this person is going to win. But things happen a little bit differently. The, 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 the tragedy in what it is they're saying, whether we agree with their politics or not, is this. They are putting more weight on something that has no basis on who Christ is. There, we are seeing maybe a false hope, a false sense of truth. And those are the things that we truly need to be careful with. Because as John is identifying these things to the, to the church, he's really trying to encourage them, he's trying to empower them, but he's also trying to warn them. Warn them that not everything you hear is true. Not every prophecy that you hear from somebody is true. No matter how dynamic they are, they may not be correct. And what he does after that is that he, he really challenges them to even examine what it is people are saying, right? But even today, I, I would say like, you know, when we go through conversations, I'm going to give you a couple examples of something we ourselves may run into. We ourselves may run into the conversation of, you know, we talk about our faith and then somebody else may talk to us about faith as well. And sometimes you may hear the language like, you know what, I believe in Jesus. I believe he was a great teacher. I believe he was a great prophet. Amen, right? They say it, they say that, and then but, do you know what else I believe? So basically, you, you believe in the, that, that foundational thought of who Jesus is, but then they go to another place in which it may not be true. 
Some people would say, I believe in Jesus. I believe he was a good man. I believe he was a great philosopher. But I don't believe he's God. Some may say, I don't believe he, is, he saved us from sin. I don't believe he has that power. Some may say, I don't even know he might have been a good person, but how can we really say that he was a perfect person? How can we really say he was truly perfect? But those are some instances that we can get into a conversation on where people might say those things. And we, and actually we may even hear conversations in forums where people are teaching out of that concept. And I would say, be careful of that. As a matter of fact, I was listening to a conversation the other day and I had to engage because I, I was working at a funeral and then some young man started asking me a bunch of questions at this funeral. And then somebody else wanted to respond and somebody else wanted to interject, right, and, and the conversation that they were having. And what the, the thing that happened after that was this. The young man said, do you believe that Jesus Christ is God? I said, yeah. He said, that's interesting. Because I, I know that there's different religions out there, and I know that people serve different religions, but I really believe it's just the same God. So people who were in faith, in Christ's faith, were, were saying, you know what, I feel like there might be some truth to what you're saying. And unfortunately, I could not get down with that theology, right? So unfortunately, we had a conversation. Well, it's actually fortunate because I believe everybody needs to hear the truth, right? So in that, we had the conversation that I understand that you feel that every, every religion might go up to one particular God, but I'm just going to be clear on this just so you know where it is I stand on this. I don't believe it's the God I serve. It, it might be something different, but it's not the God that I serve. I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I do believe he was born of a virgin. I do believe he lived a perfect life. I do believe that he, he, he died on the cross for our sins. I believe he ascended up into heaven. He's right now the greatest advocate for our life. He, I believe he's interceding on our behalf at this very moment. And that's what I believe. And he just said, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. I said, I'm, that's fair. But that's how easy sometimes we can get let into a conversation that might mislead or we might get misled if, not we're, if we're not strong in what it is we believe. But John is talking to a church that want, he wants them to grow and be, stand, be firm in what they believe, be solid in what they believe. So even in today's world, I understand that there's a lot of arguments that are happening at this very moment. Maybe you're hearing sermons that have no, no basis on who Christ is, but I just want us to guard ourselves, guard ourselves from those, those types of rhetoric. We have to truly be careful of what it is we're allowing to enter into our hearts and our minds today. Because as I said, you know, some of us will, you know, we could fall into a fake, uh, a fake fear because of the false nature of what people are teaching. That's why we have to guard ourselves. We could find ourselves actually in a false hope where we are so full of strength and motivated that we start going a direction because we have hope in something. But the problem is, 
if it is hope and it's not solidified in Christ and what he did through the life that he lived, the perfect nature of who he is, the God figure of who he is, then we have to be careful of what we are listening to and adhering to. If we do have fear coming into our hearts and our minds, we have to ask ourselves, is it based on Scripture? Is it based on truth? Even if we have hope sometimes and we're hearing things from outside, is it based on Scripture? Is it based in Christ Jesus' truth? Those are some of the the ideas that we have to really work out with our faith. And the second thought that I would have is we need to guard yourself with the gospel. Guard yourself with the gospel. Because when John was talking to the, the churches, he was basically saying, listen, I understand that there are people saying some pretty interesting things and maybe it's kind of speaking to your heart at the moment, but listen, test it out. Because any person who's teaching something that has no basis on who Christ is, is not truth. Period. Any person that goes against the knowledge, anybody who speaks against the knowledge of who Christ is, you know what? If they're doing that, they're falling into a place of deception. And that's really what John's motivation is in teaching this. He doesn't want the churches to fall into deception. As we today in this current climate, in this current world where there's so much information, so many people teaching, so many different philosophies, so many positive affirmations that people say you should put in your life, so many thoughts that really the philosophies where we're trying to, re, re, uh, to build our uh, mindset and grow from, we have to be careful in all of that. Because if it has no basis on what Christ did on the cross and it does not have any basis on the foundation of our faith, then we should not allow it in our lives. That's how straightforward John is being here. Don't bring that stuff into your life. As a matter of fact, he says some of that is the Antichrist. It's of a spirit, motivation of what we would say the Antichrist. And next week, uh, I I believe we are going to hear more about the Antichrist. So I want to make sure that you are here next week to to listen about that. But just to give you a quick thought about what an Antichrist is to me, every time I think about Antichrist, I sometimes think about these old scary movies that my brothers and sisters used to make me watch with them. But most of all, right now, the thing that always came to my head when I was thinking about Antichrist was the Thriller video for some reason. And I don't know if you guys know the Thriller video. It was Michael Jackson, right? And all of a sudden, it was very interesting because in that Thriller video, you see some people coming out of the grave that looked creepy, right? And they looked so creepy and scary. But, you know, the thing is, their dance moves were so amazing, as a matter of fact, it was so amazing, you just wanted to, to join in, right? You wanted to enter in the dance with the creepy, scary people, 
and join in. But isn't that kind of what John is speaking towards is even though these individuals are prolific speakers, sometimes the language they use can be something you want to join into, but guard your heart with the gospel. Guard it clearly. Guard it with every care that you have. Why? Because it's essential for you to walk in clarity and walk in clarity with God. It's important, it's vital for our spiritual health to continue to move in such a way that is pleasing and honoring to the message of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. It's vital. So guard yourselves with the gospel. I know that there's many different thought processes out there. I know that people may come against you because of what it is you do believe. I understand that people are not going to adhere to what it is you believe or say is truth. I understand that. But thank goodness that John, he even encourages the church. Thank goodness for the helper we call the Holy Spirit, right? Thank goodness for the strength that lives in us. And and that is my third thought, is remember the strength and protection of the helper. As we walk through this life, as we move forward in our faith, we must remember the strength of the helper. Really, he's trying to say, even though there are these antichrist-like mindsets out there that are speaking, meaning they're speaking in such a way that it's anti-truth, anti-gospel, thank goodness you have the Spirit that has given you the ability to discern, to overcome those teachings. And guess what? Even as prolific as some of the individuals they were listening are, greater is he that who is in them than he that was in the world at that time. But let me say it even in the context of today, even though there might be prolific political figures, prolific news anchors, prolific Instagrammers, prolific social media people on Facebook and Twitter, even though there might be some prolific individuals with great intellect, great philosophies in the concept of the world, we have to understand that concept is of the world, but greater is he who is in us than he who is in this world. We can't fall for everything because we have the great spirit of strength living inside of us. Amen? Now, I, I, I almost thought we were all going to say amen. I, was, I thought I was preaching for a second. For a second there, you know. Got to be careful, you know. But seriously. <laughs> But seriously, here's the thing. If we want to say that we're maturing in our faith, we have to truly understand what our faith is all about. And understanding what our faith is all about, we have to understand what's going on in Scripture. We really do have to discern what some of the things that are being stated. And people utilizing language and trying to say, this is the Bible. As a matter of fact, because uh, of, of how we operate as a country, this is the Bible. And we are just this because of the Bible. No, we got to be careful. Don't create false hope in anything. Don't create idols in our lives. Because sometimes if we fall for these things, that tends to happen. We prop up something. 
that is lifted that does not need to be lifted above the name of Christ. We must remember, as we have this huge challenge to go and walk in our life, please remember that you have a helper named the Holy Spirit. And let me talk about the helper of the Holy Spirit for a second. The helper of the Holy Spirit is someone that Jesus sent because he knew that we couldn't live this life on our own. He, under, he understood that. He talked to the disciples and even John the Gospel. He, he talked to them about he's going to send a helper. And this helper is what, in First John, what we are talking about, the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit who helped them overcome the things that are going on in the world at this time. And I believe he helps us currently to overcome the things that we walk through and go through currently in our day, daily life, right? He is someone that gives us strength at times when we actually need strength. When we are weak, I know that sometimes the Spirit of God works inside of us, especially understanding Scripture enough. We understand that, hey, if I'm weak, I understand that he can make me strong. He is his, if I lean on the Lord, have confidence in him, understand the realm and who I'm working in, he can be my strength at times. I understand that I don't live up to the mark at times. I don't live up to perfection at times. Even as John said in the previous uh, chapters, if you say that you've never sinned, then you're, the truth ain't in you. But at times we have to recognize the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, he does help us with this thing called conviction. This thing called conviction where he says, you know what, you could have done better. You could have lived up a little bit better. But you know what, the conviction should propel you to keep moving towards the realm of what Christ wants us to live in, right? We have to remember it's the Spirit of God who actually, especially in the context of what we're reading here, He does give us this ability to discern. Sometimes it really is hard to discern who's telling the truth or who's telling the lie. I think that's the biggest point of this thing called the apple that I told you. I thought my sister had the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I thought she meant well. I thought she had well. She was all about Patrick at that moment. But at the end of the day, even some people's motives can be a little flaky at times. And at times, we have to have discernment in order to move forward. Sometimes in relationships, sometimes in business, sometimes in our everyday occurrences with random people. We have to use discernment. But most definitely in what we hear when we are hearing about Jesus being utilized in cultural aspects, we definitely, truly need to engage with the Spirit on discernment. He is that great help. Because at the end of the day, I don't believe the Spirit is going to lead us to believe something that's outside of the realm of Christ, and that's why we need His help. It's interesting that he, John goes ahead and states that, you know, there are people that are of this world, right? There are people that are in this world. They think in this world. They think in the concepts of this world. So guess what? Because they do, they're not going to hear what they are saying. They just don't get it. 
they don't have that revelation at this point. Or maybe that because they were within that church, they thought maybe that they were brighter than maybe the the apostles at that time. I'm just insinuating at this point, but that could be a concept. And they thought, you know what, I can teach a little bit better than these these individuals, so I'm just going to add on to maybe what it is they said. Who knows? But what I do know is today we have to be careful in who we allow to speak into our lives at times. Actually, not even at times, all the time. In the concept of our spiritual life and our spiritual growth and our spiritual maturity, we cannot, and I, and I hope I still have friends after this statement, okay? Because this is just a really pro- proclaiming, proclaiming type of statement, but we cannot allow worldly doctrines to infiltrate our souls. We can't. Even when we hear arguing out there, even when we see division out there in the world that we're trying to figure out who is right, who is wrong, who made the mistake here, who made the mistake there, even though we think we have the great wisdom to speak and say this is what they should have done and this should have been a better decision here or whatever, we need to take a step back. We truly do. We need to be careful even on listening and reading up on things that could maybe contradict where we're trying to go in our life. We have to be careful because if we're not, we could legitimately fall for some things that can steer us a direction far away from Jesus. And that's, I would say, the fear or maybe the worry of maybe where we live today. You know, as Pastor Kevin, I know he's out today, and I'm pretty sure he's watching. One thing I can say about Pastor Kevin is he's very, very, very mindful of what's going on out there, but he's also, he understands Scripture enough to understand, hey, this is how we as a church need to stand and go, right? He has deep concern, and he prays over everybody here, a part of Legacy Church, all the time. And one of the things that we, as a staff led by Kevin we try not to do is get involved into the language of the world today. We have to pastor through that time, and that's what John is doing now. He's pastoring the people to mature, to stand strong, to continue to abide in the Lord during this moment, during this time. So I really believe that the challenge for us today is to really think and maybe do an inventory, a true inventory about what's going on in our lives. And maybe the question is, Patrick, how do we really do this? Well, I got some really simple tips. And some of these tips are very, very simple. I think we all know them. But I think tip number one is create a discipline to read and study the Bible. I think if we want to be able to discern what's going on out there, 
we have to understand what's happening in Scripture. Or else it may be a little sketchy on how we discern. We have to know, we need to know, and it's vital for us to know what's in the Word, what He says. Number two, following the direction of John here, it says, test what you hear with the gospel. Test it with truth. Test it with what we know about Christ. Test it. Because if it's something that creates a fake hope, a false fear, and a false philosophy within your mindset, and maybe you're trying to do something within your soul, you want to make sure to test it so it stays away, right? Guarding away from all those things. Because at the end of the day, we want Christ Jesus to always be our hope. We always want him to be our strength. We always want him to be the one that's given us this ability to overcome fear. Amen? Number three, pray for discernment as you engage the world. Pray for discernment. I believe it's okay for us to pray for this discernment because I know that the Lord will respond to that. Number four, and this is an interesting one, this is a tough one. Pray also for boldness if a response is needed. Kind of like I had to have that conversation the other day. It took boldness. And I, I didn't just do it out of my own strength. I, I have to admit that the Spirit of God helped me to say the right thing at the right time. And even today, as we're working and walking in our faith, as we are learning and maturing and abiding in the Lord we know to be our Savior, Jesus Christ, with the work that he did on the cross for our sins, who is in heaven right now, and I love the language he uses in chapter 14 where he has actually gone to prepare a place. He has done, he is doing and has done a great work Let's never ever lose the concept of Christ in any area of our lives. He always needs to be center stage. So can we just close our eyes together, bow our heads real quick, and just... Right now, I just, I, I want to ask a, a, a few questions. In everything that's going on in your personal life at this moment, as we do a quick inventory, can we say that we do have a discipline study and Bible time for ourselves? With everything that we do here outside, maybe in the media or at work or anywhere of influence in our lives, can we say that we're really testing what we hear with the gospel? when we're dealing and encountering people every single day, are we praying for discernment? And as we get ready to respond, because the temptation nowadays is to allow our emotions to respond, 
But are we responding out of the boldness of God and not our personal temptations of emotions, our anger, our doubt? Are we speaking? Are we praying right now for that boldness to respond to any issue? Father, right now I do thank you for this time to, to speak. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here at Legacy Church. I do thank you because Legacy Church is a church that I don't see, at least, us engaging the world in, in the way that maybe the world engages with itself. I thank you, Lord, that Legacy Church has always been, the family within it has always been conscious enough to remind themselves in the reading of the word that you truly are Lord, you truly are Savior. And even though the rhetoric out there is out there, we don't let that create false doubt, false hope. We don't allow those things into our hearts. But maybe at this moment, maybe there's, there is some of us that maybe haven't been speaking about the situations as much, but maybe internally things are going on where the temptation is rising and you do want to say something, but maybe it's outside of the realm of Christ. Maybe it's being confused about certain, certain statements or certain ideals out in the world. I just ask, Father, that you would help us Help us all to create that time of study. Help us to always guard ourselves with the gospel. Help us to discern the things and concepts of this world. Help us to be bold as we have to stand and abide in you. It's in your name, Jesus, we ask these things. Amen.